Is this the basement? It's the lower level. Okay. Salutations, everybody. It's time for another episode of Bald and Bingeable with D'Angelo. I'm D'Angelo, and I'm here to take you through an auditory journey through all the things of pop culture that you consume. The stuff that you're insatiable for and the stuff that you find truly bingeable. Today, we have somebody who... We talk about binging. I think that she is a complete snack. We have been in each other's <laughs> orbit now for quite a few years. We've worked on some projects together. And she's one of my favorite people to follow on social media because she's always coming from somewhere fun. And there's always something to look at. And then also, it's just who doesn't love some sparkles? So everybody, welcome to Sparkle Queen LA, Taylor Morgan McPherson. Thank you. Oh my God. I think that's the best intro I've ever had on someone's podcast. Thank you. Oh, thank you. I adore you, darling. So like, it's just like, you're one of those people who like, I don't even know how you came into my orbit and I saw something and then maybe it was Vanderpump. Maybe yeah, it was like on that. Vanderpump. I maybe saw seeing you on there and I was like, who is this bitch? And then I was just like in a Google frenzy and I found you and now we've done a couple of things together. So yeah. tell everybody what you do because it's something different. So, and it's fun. So I am the Sparkle Queen and the creator of the Sustainable Sparkle Bar. So the Sparkle Bar is a biodegradable glitter bar and beauty bar. So I offer hair braiding and styling, glitter makeup and body art, glitter tattoos that are customizable, and it's all eco-friendly biodegradable glitter. I do some fun things with um, gemstone eyeliner, like euphoria style glam, and mm -hmm. really fun, you know, around the eyes and across the chest, glitter dustings, the whole thing. It is a festival, crazy New Year's Eve. You want to be sparkly. You want to be glittered up. You want to have just that little bit of extra. And what's great is that, you know, it's so very California of her to have a piece <laughs> also that is very biodegradable. And that's actually good. You know, it, it's it's um, responsible for the environment, essentially. And so because, you know, we want to wear glitter and all that sort of thing. And, and then also the stuff that you're using is actually to be used on the skin. So you're not gonna be scratching the hell out of your face and whatnot. Yes. It's cosmetic grade, very soft on the skin. Um, people always love it. Like when they come up to the sparkle bar and they're like, Oh, biodegradable glitter. And I'm like, yeah, do you want to touch it? And as soon as they put their hands in it, they're like, Oh my God, it's so soft. I'm like, yeah, it's really nice. Like perfect for the skin. Okay. So like you do like tons of music festivals all over the United States. You're doing like Coachella. You're doing Bottle Rocket. Like you're doing Lollapalooza. Um, Lollapalooza. Okay. So which one, I don't want to say what's your favorite, but which one has like your heart? Like which which one when you get there, is, are you feeling it? Like, like is the energy the best? Like or, Coachella like, has my heart. Coachella inspired my business. It has really shaped the trends and styles and the ways that I do the sparkles and glitter and the energy that I get from it every year like rejuvenates me and gets me really ready for like festival season like my inspiration comes from there I love it now when you a lot of times okay so I'm, I'm in the event and in, in the event world and so when we go to these like events and things like that we don't always get to like enjoy them and actually you know get to have like a moment so do you get a moment though to like shut it down 
Beachella is happening. Like, I gotta go. No, like, you know, there there is an artist I need to go see. Billie Eilish is playing in two minutes. I gotta go run over there and I need to see like two songs at least. Like, do you get to the chance to do that? This year I did. And I was so luck- lucky and blessed that my activation closed at 5 p.m. So mm-hmm. there was maybe a small handful of acts that I might have missed during the day from that like 2 to 5 p.m. time period. But all mm. the larger acts don't usually go on until like 6. So I remember this year I was able to close and then I went right over to see City Girls. And nice. it was epic. Yeah. Okay. Oh, wait. City Girls. Okay. So if you're a fan of City Girls, I just have a question because a lot of times I bring people on here and they do not know what I'm talking about. Have you watched Rap Shit on HBO? Of course. Okay. Absolutely. I. <laughs> okay, my Spotify, I know in my like my year wrapped, I'm just waiting for the seducing scheme to be on there because it has become my song to leave like a venue to. Like it's just like, okay, I gotta put this on. <laughs> I gotta put that on my playlist. I don't know why I never even, even thought to like put their music on my playlist. It's oh good. no, it's cute. There's a whole playlist. It's 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 uh rap shit, HBO Max, it's like on Spotify, and so it's like one of my favorite playlists. Like that, I've been right now going between that. And besides like the new Taylor album, because I really am addicted to that. And like Beyonce has come back into my life because she sent me her T-shirt finally. Okay, that's one thing. Yeah, like I bought a T-shirt in June. They finally fucking came in the mail this week. Wow. Yeah. So she was like, really like, how many are we going to have to actually make before she makes them? That's really okay. It's a smart business plan, but I've been waiting. And that's how it is. So make them until a whole bunch of people ordered. I have a feeling that's what they did is that they were just waiting, you know what I mean? To just do like one massive drop. And so I got it. It's a cute t-shirt. It's um, cause each one is like a different track number. And so, and I went with, I'm that girl because it's like, it's cute. It, she's got a martini in her hand and on the back, it has like number one, it says, I'm that girl, like right below, yeah. probably as long as like my, like, if I'm feeling skinny that day, it's probably gonna be fine. But if I'm like feeling rolly, I know it's going to be hidden. So that's just like a whole I thing. That feeling. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, this is a skinny day. Maybe you do a crop top. <laughs> there we go. Exactly. But this is one of those shirts too, because I travel a lot of times I'll travel in a t-shirt that usually is like concert related or so. Cause it's usually puts like, gives people something to talk, to talk about, especially if you're like, you know, with people that you have to interact with, you know, when you're checking your bag and that sort of a thing. And so it gives easy. And I also find that a lot of times, especially if I'm flying through Houston, if I wear a Beyonce shirt, I get through shit quicker. And so this is going to be another one of my travel shirts. (laughs) Like I got a few Beyonce shirts that I travel in. (laughs) Yeah. I haven't been to Houston in a couple of years, but the next time I go back, I will definitely note that. Well, see, it's a place that you have to like always stop at now, like when you're going to like Fort Lauderdale or Miami or anything like that, because you can never fly direct anywhere these days. So annoying. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So tell everybody real quickly, too, because this is one of the things that this week when I saw a video and I was like, wait, shit, I got to get Taylor back on this. Um, You're doing these like different dating speed dating, getting people together. You you have like a lot of different things going on. So tell me what's going on on that side of like the biz right now. Yes. So I just hosted my first singles event. <laughs> it mm. wasn't quite a speed dating event. It was a lot more mix and mingle, casual, free flowing. And it was centered around a football Sunday at a bar. Okay. Yeah. And so how was, how was the, sh- the turnout? It was wildly successful. There were so many men, so many good looking people and just a blast. Like the bar was packed, like three people deep trying to order at the bar. But amazing. So, yeah. So are you going to be doing these again? Yes. The next one is actually going to be December 11th. It's a Sunday. 
Okay, you guys, so December 11th. So this is for our people who date women, who date men. This is a little bit more of a straight event, but here's what's happening. She's going to be there. You guys want to follow Taylor. Where are you going to, where are they following you, Taylor? At Sparkle Queen LA on all okay. platforms. We have a dog here who is very excited to go to the singles event. Yeah. <laughs> hey, some of my gay friends have come just to like hang out. So we mm-hmm. never really turn into. And if you like football, the event is literally for everyone. Well, I think part of it too is, is just, um, it's you're giving people a place to like, feel like okay we're just all here and everybody is here to just mix and mingle don't feel intimidated and hopefully you're not getting some sneaky links inside of there who are you know taking off the little ring or something you know so it's like these are people who are all with the same intention of like we're here to meet somebody that we can potentially go out with kind of move it along exactly and so the way my event worked is the bar is open for everyone for regular service, which is great, which is what's really bringing in the men. But when you come in for the singles part, I give you a wristband that signifies that you're single. So then that way you can see all the other people that are in the bar that are also single. Oh, she's doing this. Okay. This is very, very smart. Okay. Have you heard of like the, um, like tops and bottoms party? Have you ever heard of those in the gay, in the gay spaces? Okay. So there's sometimes I'm giving away secrets. Um, So because I know that they do this like at like the Interbelt in Akron. And I know that they do this sometimes like here in like San Diego. So it's not like something that, you know, one person has coined, but it's like they do tops and bottoms parties. And so it's essentially it's like people who are maybe potentially wanting to hook up and whatnot. And so like green is top bottoms are, you know, red and versatile people are yellow. And then they have those kind of like labeling system kind of going. In the straight community, we call that a stoplight party. Well, there you go. But that's like, (laughs) yes, no, or just kind of warm, right? Yeah, I love that. I love how it's been turned on its head in like a different way to, to fit the environment that it's in. Oh, it's crazy because like even on these gay cruises, like I've seen like memes of like people with the different color cups. And they go like even a step further. So it's like a pink cup for a, you know, a, a bossy bottom and a blue cup for a dom top. And it's like, so it's just like, okay, you really have to know what the key and what the legend is here, you know, that kind of thing. Otherwise you'll be drinking from the wrong cup and somebody might think that, you know, you are something that you're not. And then you're like, oh shit. I know exactly. <laughs> but the thing is like, what if you're everything? So what is that? No, it's just <laughs> Yeah. It's just an empty cup. They just walk around with just the, the cup with no bottom. That's it. <laughs> and a new cup every drink. So then, like, mm-hmm. some people see you with one color, and then another people see you with another color. She's like, that's our problem. Um, okay. So let's get into my 10 self indulgent questions. These are questions where we get to, like, ice break. We get to talk about things, but I call them 10 self indulgent questions because they change from month to month, from week to week, from like moment to moment, because they're my questions. And they're usually about things that I like to talk about. So my first thing that I want to ask you, because you guys, Miss Taylor has been on Vanderpump Rules a couple times now. She usually does their pride parties. We're going to be getting a new season that's going to be coming back around. And so you have probably already seen things. So I've heard some things. Okay, so wonderful. (laughs) Okay, so my first question actually has to do with Vanderpump Rules, and that is, which cast member that was in the big firing of 2020 do you feel like should come back or should be given another chance? Uh, The really handsome waiter guy. 
the one he was like one of the new cast members and they fired him because he like max or the one with the hair max was the shorter one that was like sneaky leaking with sheena right Uh, uh uh-huh not him okay the other one okay model like you he's a youtuber Mm -hmm. i think he should be giving given another chance because he got fired in a like swoop of everything that happened with stassi and and jacks and like all the things that they like outwardly said like he tweeted something 10 years ago mm-hmm. and ended up being looped all in with them you know do you think stassi and kristen do you think they're forgivable do you think there's a, a chance that they can be forgiven for kind of like i think the world has already get forgiven stassi mm-hmm. <laughs> have you noticed or looked at her page or socials lately she She's like doubled her followers she wrote another book it's just interesting like certain cultures and groups of people that like they'll give you the slap on the wrist and mm-hmm. then you become more famous from it you know yeah it really it's, he's already been forgiven so it's like it feels like community she, let's say it, it feels like out of all of them she was like the only one who did kind of an apology tour though too you know what i mean like, really she, i i must have missed that one yeah i think she she was like the only one who kind of was like I see the problems that I've made, blah, 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 blah. And at the same time, out of all of them. So she had to do the apology tour. I feel bad for Kristen because Kristen got looped right in with her being her like, you know, sidekick. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't really remember what it was that Jack said or like did. Um, But like (laughs) when I looked at all the different things that Stassi did and then her and Kristen calling the cops on that girl. That's what I mean. Yeah. I mean, no. (laughs) right so Stasi has better PR people than the rest of them like yeah Kristen's <laughs> the only one that like I do kind of miss because like just the cer- there's a certain amount of crazy chaos that every show needs but <laughs> it looks like we're gonna get that from Charlie this season so well, I think yes. I was at a party last week I was looking at her I'm like that looks like her but I can't I wasn't sure I think that I just oh. you said her name it clicked in my head I've been telling people since the moment that she first came on, I was like, this one, there's some crazy in there that has not been unleashed. And it looks like it's going to be coming out this season. So there was, um, there's like video of her at the casinos, I think in Vegas. And you can tell she's just a little toasty, a little saucy. And she's like sitting there and like, and she's talking to the, uh, and they have like, she's on live. And so, and now like the Bravo, like fans, you know, they're circulating this video and she's basically like, yeah. So, you know, of all these other people this year, they all kind of suck. And like, she's talking to the show. And then she was like, and and then she talks shit about Stassi. She's like, and Stassi's an asshole or whatever. And she's like, you know, Stassi's an idiot. Or, or not Stassi, I'm sorry, Sheena. She talks she okay. talks shit about Sheena. So she comes for like a castmate this season. Oh, so she was like the girl that was like bringing her in. And weren't they like close last year? Something happened. So like, uh-huh. it looks like all these people are all switching back and forth. So they really did find a way for us to get interested again. They really have held back. They needed to because they were falling off. Uh, it was and they they held back i think the season for so long because number one the world was closed and there was no restaurant to open and have in-person dining so there was that whole situation but i think it's good because like we had time to miss them so i think the new season might be something that might like pop off now so talk about katie and tom Ooh, katie and tom okay what do you know what have you heard what have you seen they got divorced we all know that they announced it but you mean like what do i know what do i know well, yeah. So, like, because I saw like the whole Raquel making out with Tom. So, oh my God, um, that whole thing I feel like has been instigated for TV. I don't know how much they will like 
actually like be a thing. I have heard mm -hmm. that they, you know, have been seen out and about and around together, but I also heard that that was instigated by Sheena and like kind of really like forced to happen. I think it's weird. Um, I think it's weird that like they would get divorced and then he would literally go for like one of the youngest cast members that's also somebody else's ex. But I guess that really has always but been- But he is dumb, girl. He is stupid. Like, 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 said, he was just like easily manipulated into that. Like, it's just easier to like force his hand and be like, yeah, this is what you're going to do. Yeah, he's simple. And the thing though about Tom is I had like- my fan theory is he is secretly evil because really? yes, he is manipulative, manipulative with Katie, the way that, ah, oh, Bubba, because you know, like the way that he will come back and use Bubba, Bubba. And then if something doesn't go his way, just like slash her in the face emotionally. You know what I mean? Like yeah, he really, right. well, I never about yeah. That. Like I, think, I, think about the way that he manipulates situations. And also he always will, if he doesn't want to do something, he will tell, like, if he doesn't want to do something Tom wants to do, it'll be Katie that has the issue with him doing it. And if, and if Katie, if he wants, if he wants to do something that Katie wants to do, he'll, you know, he'll bring Tom into this, you know what I mean? Like he goes back and forth. He can for himself and like stand on his own. Like, yeah, for sure. So he uses his best friend. He uses his man and his woman against each other. So that's what happens there. Okay. Well, Question. Potentially, uh, one more quick thing about them. They mm -hmm. potentially reached out to someone in the like LA dating community to do a speed dating scene with Tom this summer that they shot right Ooh. and so they reached out to me to be in it and at first I was confirmed and like the day before I got cut off and I was like oh that doesn't surprise me they don't have black people on their show so like it's <laughs> obviously because she's the girl said she's like I sent them the cast of girls that like I thought would be a good idea and then they said no they're gonna bring in this like uh influencer matchmaker girl and she's gonna cast and I'm like I bet when we watch it everyone's just gonna be like a skinny white woman and you, should, I you should have been like I could have burned my I could have bring my own ring light like <laughs> because <laughs> that's the thing is they're just like we don't know how to light people of color and you're like deal with it figure it out because they do that all the time Ugh. okay question number two what's your favorite song this week my favorite song this week um oh my god i've been listening to so much jonas brothers this week because no. yes <laughs> i have been listening to nothing but the jonas brothers this week and um they have this like deep cut called out of this world. And I think I played it like a couple of times this week. Oh, okay. <laughs> I love this. Okay. Do you know what? So we're going to admit something right now, live on air. <laughs> I've been listening to spice girls lately. Yes. Okay. So that. there was, there was that video of David Beckham, like where David Beckham took a video that he put on his stories recently and they were having a party for Jerry. I think it was her birthday and Jerry posh, uh, Mel C and Emma baby. So four of the five were there. Um, Mel B is what's it called? I think she's in the States shooting something. So she wasn't able to go, but they had on like one of the spice girl songs and the girl and posh is even up singing with Got the it. girls. So, it's, and it was like, okay, now if posh is going to be back, if Victoria is like, if Victoria is going to be in the room. Okay. Like Victoria, come on, like, let's, let's get back out there. Come on, let's do it. Can you believe too, that the spice girls really were only like a three year thing and the biggest cultural impact in those three years. Can you believe that now I met this Gen Z girl and I was like, Oh, that's kind of like scary spice vibes. And she was like, who is that? No, they got to learn. <laughs> they like, have to learn. I'm like, I'm like, 
are we that far removed yet? No, they going <sighs> to come back around so that all these young kids can know who they are. See, I'm I'm of the age like so I was like born in like 81. And so I kind of like sit between the Gen X and the millennial kind of vibe. And so, and we are the Spice Girl generation. There's a few of us who like sit in there and that's where we are. And so that's who I've been listening to this week. So, okay, that's a good, that's a good answer for your Jonas. Um, Okay. Number three, this is going to, this goes hand in hand. So favorite live concert or show experience? Favorite live concert or show experience? Well, I just threw it to the Jonas Brothers and I do love them. I've loved them since I was 14 years old. They're the one band that I have seen more times in concert than I can count. I love when that. They did their like first time, like they, they broke up and they did this finale show at Radio City Music Hall. I went to it and I was probably like 10 rows back. It was epic. Like it was Did epic. you cry? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was like life-changing. And like the whole leading up to it, me and my friends were like trying to guess the set list. I guessed their opening song, right? I was like, what if they start out slow with like when you look me in the eyes? And it was this like slow dramatic like the lights came up slowly and like the voice came out and it was like I was like oh magic so <laughs> magical <laughs> so you cried in the beginning and the end the whole thing no, I think at the end not at okay. the beginning at the end or like when they played a specific song you know oh yeah. okay so I it just reminds me of when I was uh I was in Cleveland with my friend Julian and we went to see Coldplay okay. and we uh were sitting behind like these like this like row of like high schoolers you know and I think they were probably like you know seniors in high school and it was like their like final thing to do together and fix you comes on and they're all like arm in arm and they're swaying and then all of a sudden we see like we were like there's the gay one because he like turned around to his other friends and he's got tears just streaming down his face his shirt was wet from his tears okay he's just like I want to fix you. (laughs) And he's just singing. And it was like one of the best moments ever because my friend Julie and I just were dying inside because like it was just like, oh, he's just he's 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 going through a lot. He's having a moment. Yeah. Oh, my God. I love that. (laughs) Yeah. Little gay boys in school. Okay, number four. This is something this is a good one for you. Do you have a beauty or health product that you can't live without or that you're currently addicted to? Yes, I do. Can I just one or like multiple? This is bingeable. So sometimes we binge, give multiples. Okay. So the things that I can't live without are my under eye cream. I use this like Clinique under eye cream before I go to bed. Mm-hmm. And then Ambi, which is like a fade cream. Like if you ever get a breakout, oh. you like blend mm-hmm. it in back together. And then I use Murphy's edge wax on my edges in the front. And those mm-hmm. are like the three things that I absolutely can't and a pair of lashes anytime nice it's it sounds like like routine and like very therapeutic that you go through your steps yes I'm very adamant about my skincare routine okay do you know why they tell you to use your fourth finger for your eyes when you do your eye cream supposed to be like less pressure under your eye yeah it's considered your weakest finger yeah so that's why it's like that's the one you're supposed to be tapping with and I'm like doesn't that mean you have like less control so you can just poke yourself easier like (laughs) I think I still use my pointer finger Mm. Uh, but yes I have I have heard that okay one of my new favorite products right now that I'm completely loving are hero um spots so 
have you seen like these acne salicylic acid like you know like the little like stickers that you put on your face that kind of thing well there's a new brand it's i don't know if it's even new but i know it's maybe it's a new packaging it's like white packaging with like a orange thing through it and so they're hero spots and i've been using those for like single breakouts and that kind of thing and so and i feel like they work really really well and they're clear so like i like the little star ones and all that kind of thing because they're fun and you also like except for i have rolled out of the house and not remembered that i had them on because i like had like a spot and then all of a sudden i'm like sitting somewhere and i feel like there's a big star on my forehead like i'm like at starbucks on the line so these are clear so you don't really notice them so you really have to do an inventory of your face but i feel like i feel like they're doing a they do a really nice job like put them on at like right before bed after you've done like everything else throw it on and I'm seeing that like it takes down the redness and it really quickens the healing time if you have like any breakouts. Face trick the other night and like, you know, this is the more evolved version of that, right? I'm like, mm-hmm. I can get those. Yeah, these are nice because yeah. Well, the toothpaste, I mean, it's like that's that's a try, tried and test, you know, kind of thing. I will never forget like on Moesha when <laughs> when she was like, she was like, Oh, you're making your your uh pimples minty fresh, you know. <laughs> like so, <laughs> that's what I've always thought of whenever I put like toothpaste on, you know, like that's that's yeah. my first thing is Moesha. Okay, that tells me that I am old enough to have watched the UPN. Okay, number oh, five. I can't think of that specific episode that you're talking about, but yes. <laughs> it's like first season too so okay number five do you have a favorite housewife franchise hmm i think beverly hills mm, it's always like a solid choice yeah i think i just feel that way because i live out here in la nice yeah okay have you had interactions with any of the ladies yeah i met kyle richards at stagecoach last year she was so sweet really yeah is she tiny 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 but look was like stunning oh and then of course lisa vanderpump but she's not on anymore but like yeah yeah. Lisa Vanderpump is one of those iconic housewives. You know what I mean? Right. Like she's she's an upper echelon, like one of those ones that yeah. successful, has money, um, just really, really like pushes things. And yeah. so she um she sets up their legendary, and there's some that you don't really necessarily like. Like right now, Ramona. Have you seen any of that stuff? Like no, I haven't seen what's going on with her. Oh, uh, so she's like people like Carlos King asked her on his podcast, you know, would you be interested in, you know, doing the legacy? And she was like, what do I want to do the losers show for? You know, <gasps> isn't that what it is? It loses. You know, they couldn't they couldn't hack it on the real show. So why do I want to do this? <laughs> and like so and like, you know, it's just like, woof. and so and I think she just kind of, you know, she's like, I've done it. I've been there. I'm more calm now. And now I don't have as many people coming up to me. So my friends are happy when we go out to eat because there's only one person who comes up and not 20, you know? So oh, like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I think the money wasn't there, but that, you know what I mean? That, that, yeah, that she wanted and yeah. she'll be back because the thing is, you know, she's as much of an asshole as she is like, come on, she got to come through. Absolutely. Good ones okay and okay and also with the beverly hills housewives they're holding that holding production on that now they are Mm -hmm. they're not shooting another one i have a feeling what's going to happen is is that they are allowing the fans to cool on rena and everything because i don't think they want to change this cast they would be smart to just add to it Mm -hmm. like add to the fire don't take anything away like bring us kim (laughs) you know what i mean like kim no, bring us Kim Kim Richards. Like we got to get the third sister oh, in play. Kim Richards was always so messy on the show all the time. You think you want to put all three of them together? I mean, I love having Kathy on the show now. 
Oh, I think it would be fabulous. I mean, I honestly think that we could lose Kyle for a season. <laughs> yeah, she's like, just been on it for so long. Like, give she, her a break. She hasn't. She's making a lot of money off this show. I mean, you know, 14 years or whatever it is now that, that she's been on there. But she's also so entwined with Peacock and NBC, you know, like all the... the she has a, a Christmas movie. She's got really, yeah. Well, she had one last year that she had, oh. you know, like like a franchise on the Peacock Network, and then she's also like on another Halloween. You know yeah. what I mean? That she just did this most recent one, and mm -hmm. so like Kyle is like part of like NBC Universal. She's she's like in in the mix with everything, right. and um, but I think with you know the fans booing at Lisa Renna at BravoCon, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That is that's peak housewife. Like you yeah. want that shit. You, you want exactly. it. they have to hate you. Somebody has to be hated on the show. Yeah. And so the only thing with Lisa, my complaint with Lisa is she needs to be grounded. She needs some foundation. She mm. doesn't like she is just flapping all over the place and just everything feels like it's so hollow and it's so um, soap opera all the time with her. But isn't and that her so, background? Isn't that like where she was act like she was a soap opera actor actress? Yeah. So that's the thing is so it feels like it feels like Young and the Restless every single time. And it's just like rein it in because she doesn't really give us anything on her daughters. Like the whole thing with, with Garcelle in the book. You know what right. I mean? Yeah. Uh -huh. And so it's something that you've talked about, you've talked about, you've talked about, you've made it your storyline and your your friend is put it in her book as one line. It wasn't even anything bad. You know what I mean? And so, but she blew it out of proportion because she has nothing else to hold on to. She has no other storyline. She has right. no other grounding in the show. Yeah. So if you can't talk about her husband, you can't talk about her kids. What are we doing here? So then let's talk shit about your businesses. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I think she's just, so I think, Keep Lisa. I don't think we need Erica as much. I think we can make Erica as a friend of I Erica. I like Erica, but it's I don't love Erica. her anymore. Yeah, because she's kind of sad and mean to people. It's, sad. it's that. And I think we also we kind of saw behind it all. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you had you had somebody who was who had who was always projecting that she was the bitch like she was you know Imagine whatever she was yeah yeah like she when she would walk in the room it was i'm a boss ass bitch 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 i mean that's that would be what we'd be playing mm -hmm. and then when she had the chance to boss up she all of a sudden she acts like oh i don't know anything i don't know anything about the money i don't know anything about this i don't know i mean it's like well, what were you then implicate herself you know mm -hmm. like i don't it's know it's just, I don't know. I'm, I'm like ready to like put her as a friend of, I would love them to bring back some Denise and like bring back some Brandy Landville. Like yes, we need to, I would but, love yeah. to bring back Grand, Brandy Granville. My God, can't even say her name, but yes, I would love that. We need an agitator like that who will just bring shit up. And Camille, bring back Camille because Camille has really nothing. Like she has nothing to lose. So like bring her in there to just be a complete asshole and just like and <laughs> shake it up. Like when Kyle or when she's like, you know, oh, the real Camille Grant, you know, Camille, yeah. uh, that, that that's her name. And so Kyle had said, you know, something about that. So Camille tweeted three pictures of Kyle's old faces. And she was oh. like, well, can the real Kyle please stand up? Oh I need God. this energy on Beverly Hills. <laughs> like agreed <laughs> like like we we need we need a little bit of that okay we got to keep on going with these little questions here so number six my favorite food just so happens to be sandwiches what's your favorite sandwich 
my favorite sandwich um I'm gonna go with a caprese sandwich with like pesto and like arugula and maybe even some like prosciutto get it girl so is there a a favorite place that you get that from um actually there are so many places I'm trying to think of like where I most recently had that I don't know I tend to like indulge in making stuff myself like nice buy all the stuff and then like make it at my own house with like my own ciabatta because then it comes out exactly like the way that I like it (laughs) this is called control people and she has it (laughs) this is very Janet Jackson um Okay, a really bomb-ass caprese down here in San Diego is this little place that you would not even think of. It's called the Marketplace Deli in Bankers Hill. And it's the one, um, all these big, huge sky rises have like popped up and they're the one mom and pop that did not let it happen to their spot. They own it. And they like, and when I asked the guy, I was like, well, why didn't you guys, you know, get part of this? And he was like, because my whole family works here. What am I supposed to do? Lay everybody off? And so like- and it's like, but they have the best sandwiches and the best, like they have the most cl- like close to New York style pizza that you can get, you know what I mean? Cause they got, they got the mold ovens. Yeah. They got a caprese that is bomb. It's toasted ciabatta bread. It is like, it's perfect pesto, um, the ratio of it. Okay. That's where you gotta, you gotta try it next time you're yeah. in San Diego. I will. Okay. My seventh question, NYC, LA, ATL or MIA? Which LA. of the four? LA really and you're an east coast girl you're a jersey girl yep you you mentioned all cities on the east coast and I'm still like LA (laughs) so funny so why why LA what 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 was the what was the change when did it connect Um, Florida has too many bugs there's just like (laughs) every type of insect you could ever see people bugs the people are bugs (laughs) (laughs) like actually little insects and like geckos that are just like everywhere the humidity is terrible New York gets cold Mm -hmm. really cold Atlanta is cool, but it's not Los Angeles. Like LA, we have so many things right at our fingertips. Like, you know, I grew up by the beach, so the beach is not that exciting to me. And I haven't lived in Atlanta for like, you know, a long period of time to know, but like in LA, I have an opportunity to get invited to a brand party, uh, the Hollywood Bowl, um, a party downtown, a rooftop bar, a happy hour for networking all in the same week. And sometimes all on the same night. It'll be like a really influential opportunity that I could get connected with people with. And like, I just Mm -hmm. have that experience be possible in Atlanta. Um, And especially the city's even more spread out than like LA is a spread out city. Like Atlanta is even more spread out, you know, like, and I love to bar hop. Like I live in West Hollywood. I drop me off in a one mile radius and give me as many bars as I could possibly go to. And that's Mm -hmm. my vibe. You were so social. You spread out. Like when you get to a place, you're like, I'm going to live here. And you like really live in a city. Yeah. So like, like make sure everybody knows who I am and like, really like, yeah, West Hollywood is my jam. And I like to go to all the different places around here and like, you know, really become part of the neighborhood and the environment. And she's like, who are the people in your neighborhood in your neighborhood? Like she's like walking, walking through yeah. with her sparkles, just That's glitter, amazing. glitter trailing behind her. I've been transitioning my TikTok into like what to do in LA on top of just like me talking about dating. Like I'm going to tell you where you can meet people in LA and then where else you can go to like have a good time. That's cute. And like show everybody like, here's a speakeasy. Here's this place. Like, cause now you, you yeah. kind of know where it's all at. I love that. Okay. Question number eight. This is another like Sophie's choice, but we're going to go back early 2000s divas because right now Lindsay Lohan is back. Oh, you know? Completely loving the Lindsay Lohan renaissance. 
So out of these four ladies, let's let's just take a choice. Lindsay Lohan, Raven Simone, Taina, and Hillary Duff. Oh, who right. who who are you gonna kick it with? I gotta give it to Raven. Mm. My close second, but like if I if we're taking it back to like her and that's so Raven era, like mm-hmm. I literally wanted to dress like her, like I wanted to hang out with her, like I was very much like she was my girl. I was like, I wish I was a psychic so that like I could be Raven. <laughs> my I, my my cousins, my cousin Janae, she is like her and Raven Simone, like the same personality, like from that. So Raven though, you know what I mean? And like, and my cousin's older than me, but it's just like the same kind of like just boisterous kind of thing. So I can see that. So like Raven, yes, back in the day, I think I would have wanted to kick it with Raven the most, even though like Lindsay, I would want to be like seen out like with her. Exactly. Invited to a party by her, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe I have to take somewhere. Hillary was too much of a goody two shoes, but who knew that she was going to be like, so cool now, you know what I mean? Yeah. And now, and Taina is one that I feel bad for because like she was she had like the number one show on Nickelodeon for like a whole year or like two years that TikTok where they like broke down everything about her show and how it was actually doing really well, but they still canceled it anyway for no reason. Yeah, <laughs> like because like because of politics. Exactly. And like, and so, and they like, they stopped her career. And so, and I think that we still haven't seen like the last of her, but still, yeah. um, she has potential to become another like household name. And I can't remember her real name. And that's a really, really terrible thing for me to say. Okay. Anyways, your favorite <laughs> Broadway musical question. Number nine, how to succeed in business without really trying. Oh my gosh. What a throwback. Yes. Okay, Obviously, the- Nick Jonas starred in that for like six consecutive months. And I would literally go and see it every week when I went to the fashion Institute of technology and he was on Broadway and we would just go every week. I love that. Okay. I've never even seen that show like perform live. It's like one of those ones that we would um, like, we'd study it and that sort of thing. Like when I was in theater school, but. Oh, I love that. Yeah. I've never actually seen it live. I actually finally got to see Hamilton this past week. Okay. Never had seen it before. Have you seen it? No. Okay. So I've like avoided the Disney plus I've avoided like listening to it. I have like some um history with some of the songs just because like in the corporate you know arena there's people who want you to like rewrite the lyric to you know this song but you know so we've done that a lot Mm -hmm. and so there's a few of those kind of things but then with seeing it in person like they were right okay they were right it's a good show it's a good damn show Yeah. (laughs) But, but i would tell people like go see the show personally my favorite characters are like thomas jefferson and okay. like and King George, I mean, King George has the best song. And then um, but the girls uh, who play Eliza and Angelica, mm-hmm. like Eliza is like the character, like, and that's that's the one that I connect with because I didn't feel anything. Cause when I go see a Broadway show, you know, there's like that thing where you're like you're sitting there and there's a little bit of the orchestra or whatever, and like you know, lights up and the and it starts, and I usually have like this moment of like <gasps> You know what I mean? Like that that breath inhale that you kind of feel like you want to cry, that you're seeing people, like you're hearing the music. And we're sitting orchestra. Like we're not, we're, we're sitting like, like 10 rows back. So it's not like I'm not going to feel. And I didn't feel anything for the first two songs. It was just oh. kind of like, and I kind of sat there and I was like, oh no. And I was like, okay. So because it was like the first song is, you know, they're setting up. Here's, who's, here's who Alexander Hamilton is. You know what I mean? That kind of a thing. And I was just like, I don't care about this. I don't care about this. And then all of a sudden, when the Skyler sisters, when the uh, Skyler sisters come on and their song that work, work, you know, Angelica, like that thing, 
that's when it connected with me. And I was like, I felt the, I felt the lump in the throat. I felt the moment. I was like, okay, we're on this ride. Here we go. It yeah. is such a good show. The choreography is beautiful. People were right. I will totally eat my words. It was one of my pop culture fraud kind of moments that I thought that like, oh, Hamilton, whatever, but I liked it. Okay. My last question here. What are you binging or what have you recently binged that you're loving? I'm loving Bachelor in Paradise right now. And I was so not a Bachelor person for like the longest. And then mm -hmm. I got back into it with Matt James because he was the Black Bachelor. And then after that, I was kind of hooked on his season. And then one of my girlfriends here in LA got casted on Clayton season. Nice. Obviously, I had to watch for her. And so now all of the girls that she was on the show with are on Bachelor in Paradise. Plus, being out here in LA and like going to parties. And it's so funny. You said you don't watch Bachelor in Paradise. So many of the Bachelor people live in San Diego. So it's like you probably see them all the time, but you don't know because you don't watch the show. Mm -hmm. So like I go out and like I'm at these like influencer parties and stuff and I see them all the time. So then like watching them on the show, it's just it's just like juicier because it's like I actually see you in the wild. Like <laughs> I love it. See, that's the thing is when you can connect because I, I got it really, really into one of the Bachelor seasons. Um, I think it was Ari's season. OK. And when there was Crystal, who was like the evil, you know, evil girl, Crystal, like who became mm -hmm. like the heel in the season yeah. crystal was my trainer at the time she was living in san diego i heard about her yeah like, they literally like they go to san diego and recruit people and they put They're, them on because <laughs> it's like this is because they can see what everybody's body looks like because everybody's walking around without a shirt on and, and so close enough to get to la so that when they do these like reunions and tell-alls and they, they can just send them right up it is wild the stuff that they go through too so your friend probably had to like clean so much of her Instagram out, take away any pictures of her with any boys or any of that kind of thing. I don't know, but she, I don't think she already, I don't think she had anything like that. Like she uh -huh. now, this, this girl is now in a relationship, but she was already like a fitness influencer. So her, her Instagram was already very put together. Nice. So she, she personally didn't have to do any of that. But, yeah, yeah. I, it's just funny because I've had a few friends who have done like the dating shows and reality shows and that kind of thing. And all of a sudden you notice like their timeline, like this one girl I know, she had a boyfriend and all of a sudden every picture of him disappeared. Wow. And it was just like they wanted her to scrub, you know, so she had to like put them all like, you know, and the only viewed by me, that sort of situation. Exactly. So they will go digging for all of that stuff in your past and then they will put it out somewhere on social media. And then that's how these things like blow up. So what, what is going on in Bachelor in Paradise? What is the, what is the main storyline that everybody is like screaming over right now? The main storyline that everyone is screaming over, there was this really great guy. His name is Rodney and he was dating this girl, Eliza. Mm -hmm. And on Bachelor in Paradise, like new people come down and they can take the person you're in a relationship with on a date right and so like that's the idea even if you've been dating them for the past week or two or this whole season if that person is attracted to them they can ask them on the date and they have the right to go so now a guy comes back rarely does anyone ever return from paradise like if you get kicked off you're gone one of the guys mm -hmm. is justin he comes back and he takes eliza out on the date but the whole time she's like telling ronnie she's like i don't really want to go like just tell me not to go but he's like trying to be like a gentleman or like a nice guy and like not be too controlling and he's like well you should go like you know whatever let's her go on the date she ends mm -hmm. up hitting it off with the guy and now oh. she's in like such turmoil i have to choose between these two great guys i'm like girl shut the fuck up <laughs> like, you could literally have so many worse problems she's like crying right before the rose ceremony because she doesn't know which one to pick and then she picks one of them 
and decides she makes a wrong decision. So the next day she has to break up with him again. And then she goes to the other guy's house, right? Leaves Bachelor in Paradise, takes the camera crew with her all the way to his hometown, knocks on his door. And you know what he does? He curves her. He was like, I want someone who's going to pick me first, not someone who's going to take longer. So then she she doesn't have either of them because she played herself. I'm like, girl. Plus she talks in a baby voice, like the most annoying thing. Oh, I love the baby voices though on The Bachelor. I'm just so like hit me. And you're just like, oh, you have trauma. (laughs) 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 But yeah, it's been so good. Like to the point where like, I won't go out to the bar because I want to go home and watch Paradise, like Bachelor in Paradise. Like that's how good it's been. So that's your Monday nights. So like, is it? No, I watch it on Hulu. So I have to watch it the next day. So it's Tuesday and Wednesday night. So like after that, I'm really going to go watch it. I love it. I love that though. Like, so the thing is, is like, like, you know, sometimes you have to like get into a show like that. Like I was really, really into survivor like that. Like right now I'm watching it like a couple of days later, but I used to be like that where it was like, I can't really go on a Wednesday, you know, to like dream girls. Cause I want to watch this. Right. It's like the deciding factor. I'd like, should I? Mm-hmm. No, I'm going to go home and watch bachelor in paradise because it's like the social media comes out about it the next day. Right. So it's like, you can't watch all the recaps and what everybody's saying all week long, unless you like watch it in the moment. And yeah, and I'm I'm like one for like podcasts too. Like, do you listen to any of the podcasts? Like, do you listen to like Arden Arden Marin's? She's got a good one no. for Bachelor. I listen to mostly like relationship podcasts. One of my friends is like a reality TV TikToker, and so I follow his stuff. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah. Oh, so there's like there's some good Bachelor Bachelor Nation kind of podcasts that are out there. But okay, so by podcasts. Oh, do you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He just had Michelle Collins on there, who's like one of my favorite like comedians like ever. And so okay. I think I like listened to that, listen to that episode because he had her on. Yeah. Um, okay, so we're gonna switch gears here a little bit. You guys, we are going to give spoilers because we are gonna talk freely right now about Love is Blind season three, the weddings, the reunion. We're gonna talk about it. We have talked about it in the past. I rewatched a little bit of it. I feel some certain types of way, and I wanna know. Okay, so we have we have a straight girl here too. So I want to know exactly what her perspectives are on these because I can't say everything from a man's perspective and then also being a queer man, it just, you know, it's all muddy. So if we agree on things, then you know we are both very right. Okay, so. <laughs> okay, so like going through these couples just a little bit. Nancy and Bartice, let's just, okay. Okay. The wedding. Mm. That was a hot mess. Oh my God. First things first. Okay. We know. So like, listen, everybody, we know that when you talk, when, it, when you're talking about love is blind, the weddings are where we are going to, where shit is going to pop off. And I have a feeling my personal fan theory is, you know, that reality show people, they are paid a little bit of money, you know what I mean? To be like on a show. And yeah. so you get kind of get like base pay. A lot of them make like a, it's sometimes like $125 for a half day. It's like 250 okay. to 500. Yeah, sometimes it just depends. So it depends on how much they are providing for you and uh, you know, like accommodations and food and blah, 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 blah. So you're walking out of this a lot of times with at least a couple thousand, you know what I mean? Like like if it's, if you, you stay on. Pay your bills at the, at the time, like you're not making, you know. Over- you're not making anything. Like you're not making, you're probably not making enough to cover your bills. You have to figure that shit out a lot of times. Oh, so. Shit. Yeah, because like when Colleen, when she said, you know, she didn't want to screw over her roommates because she probably had screwed them over for like a month and a half <laughs> when she like left. Yeah, but, yeah. so you do make a stipend, but I have a feeling that they make a bump when the further they go 
And when you get down that aisle, I have a feeling you make a lot more money to get to that altar. I have a feeling. So that that's why you that's why you stay on. Because I mean, what other incentive would there be for you to put on that dress and have your whole family there if you know you're going to say no? You know, so with the whole Bartiz thing with with all that, um, the brother, let's just talk about the family. So they did not. So it didn't happen. He told her no. And her brother, <laughs> I don't want to be right. I don't want to be right. <laughs> it was, I told you that man didn't want nothing to do with my sister. I was like, ooh. That's not a man. That's a boy. That's a boy. That's not a man. <laughs> I don't want to be right, mom. I don't want to be right. I, he doesn't have to tell me, but he needs to explain to me. He needs to explain to me. He doesn't need to tell me why, but he needs to tell me why. Like, well, I loved when they first met her mom and her mom looked Bartise right in the face and said, you're trying to be something you're not. She's like, I've been mm. this, I read people and I know, and I can tell that you're putting on a show here and you're trying to be something you're not. And I was like, she pegged him from the jump. Mom had him from the jump when she came outside and she said, you know what? He's nothing. You are too much for him. You are too uh-huh. much for him. He's not ready for you. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Him, he was cringe the whole, as soon as he saw Nancy in person. At first, like I was kind of going for him. I felt a little bad when when Raven was doing the jumping jacks and he was like confessing or like, well, he was, oh, that was so amazing. Like, that was like such an awkward scene, you know, and then they kind of like got into it. And so I was like, all right, you know, maybe we're rooting for Bartise. But then from the time, like, OK, this is what really bothered me about him after he saw Nancy. Right. And he was like, OK, whatever. He said something like when they were trying on tuxes to his sister, he was like, yeah, you know, like once we got our phones back and I was able to like send pictures to my friends about of Nancy, there was a little bit of like, ooh, like, bro, are you sure? That's what he said his friends said. And then when they got to the wedding scene and they showed all of his friends, not a single one of his friends was attractive to Mm. to be saying that, right? So it's like, whether his friends said that or not, but for you, I'm like, Bartise, you think you're so attractive because you were the best looking one out of all of your ugly friends. So you think oh. you're good looking. I'm like, you look like your tops five, eight, like you had no room to speak. And that hairdo, the little man bun in the reunion, I wanted to walk up and chop it off. Okay. <laughs> you want to know something? Okay. So I don't want to make it racial, but I'm gonna make it racial for a second. Mm-hmm. His barber is white. No wonder he looks like that. His barber is white. And I was looking at, I was like, I was like, oh, this is why, this is why, like, he he doesn't know what he's doing. And he has no one to advise him on how to actually wear his hair. He's got a kid and play 1990s, like high top haircut that doesn't even start on the actual sides of his head. It's like, exactly. (laughs) It's like a, it's like the faux part of a faux hawk, but it's like. Like it's just only half of it, but it's like and there. But it was like, no, who advised you to wear your hair like that that day? Uh, so there. the thing with Nancy is that in the reunion, she was the one who I kind of believed the most when she was talking. Do you know what I mean? Like some of them, I kind of feel like, oh, you're you're feeling a little slippery here and there. But she felt like out of anybody who would be giving like, you know, um, advice or, or, you know what I mean? Relationship, anything. She felt like the one who like, she kind of had it together and he's the one who didn't step up. You know what I mean? Out of, out of all, I don't know. Yeah. I, I did like her. 
Um, I did like her too. And I, she said it, she was like, please don't blindside me. And then he just did that. And like, that was so messed up. When my thing with her was when she bossed up, when they were sitting on those stairs after the wedding. And when he was like, um, so is this, is this it? And she said, I said, yes, you said no. This is what more black and white is there than this? Exactly. Like, like I just like, you know, what's more black and white about this than that? So this is where we are. And so, and that was just kind of like, I felt that like, girl, just get out, get out, get out, get out. Stand in your power because now you have the opportunity to. She really thought he was going to say yes. Oh, okay. Alexa and Brennan, how do we feel? I love them, but I'm so shocked by them. Like I'm the type of person that like, I fall quick and easy and hard too, but they fell for each other so quickly. And it seems to be very, very genuine. And I'm like, this is literally like who they make this show for. Like, it's crazy how well they connect when they saw each other. Not a single one of them had a li- any, even any little thing. Like they just fit perfectly together. And I was just like, wow. Like it's, like, you know, watching people fall in love before your eyes, like astonishing. The lottery though, for her to have been behind a wall and for her to get a man taller than her. Right. Cause she's a tall girl. Like exactly. that, that's like, that, that's a lottery picking. Like, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like I will, I run into that being like a thicker, curvier girl. Like sometimes I'll have a guy reach out to me or like want to talk to me. Who's like very slim. Like his waistline is like typically mm-hmm. smaller than mine. Like to not end up getting somebody like that. Like that really lucked out for her. It's that like, and he's cute. I do. I like, I think she's beautiful. And the thing is, is, and I do find him attractive and I think he's like mediocre and I don't know, maybe it's cause I think I can take him. So I'm not threatened. So I think like, <laughs> like maybe hey, that's, he is mediocre, but in Dallas, Texas for like a tall white man, he's probably on the higher end of this, the spectrum, you know, I would hope. And so when his mother got in his face and she was like, we only say I do once. So make sure you know what you're doing. <laughs> like, I was like, I was like, this is why it works with Alexa because he is used to a woman who is like, this is what it is. Mm-hmm. Deal. And yeah. he, he's cool with it. I think it feels like she raised him right. There's something about it that I like. Alexa's dad is sexy. Oh my God. He is a zaddy. I'm so glad you mentioned that. Cause I would have forgotten that. So good looking. And wasn't like, that his young, beautiful wife that like looks, just like Alexa, well, not like her, but like looked at her age. Like he, yeah. that was his new wife, right? Completely. Yeah. But I was like, oh my gosh, he is sexy. And they have money. So it's just kind of like, who's your dad, how? Alexa? <laughs> <laughs> like, can your dad go on the show? Shit. <laughs> For real. So um, I liked that. Oh, here's where I thought was cute. They were the only, and they are the couple who I think that will last the longest out of all of them. Cause we know that like SK and Raven, they are now dating, which is probably healthy. Yeah. And Matt and Colleen, we're going to get there. Cause that's not healthy, but like, <laughs> but I think what, like, Matt and Colleen are like one argument away from something bad happening in their relationship. Oh. Like he just was always getting so angry. And I was like, he looks like he has an anger problem that like- I hear the law and order theme song every single time they're on the screen. God, thank you. I'm so glad you said that. Okay. It's like dun 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 dun. It's just like you hear it. Like you can hear it. Like every time he says something, it's like dun dun. Like you know, it's like you hear those noises. They can just put those into the show, and it would make sense. Yes, yes. But with Alexa and Brennan, what I was getting to was like during their vows, when he said, when they were like, and we got that jingle jingle. You know what I mean? Like yeah. they had like a stupid joke. 
that was for them and it had nothing to do with anybody else and it was like that's the kind of stuff like I've been in a relationship now for going on 14 years wow congrats Thank you. And it is, it, it is work. I like anybody who says like, Oh, you just like, you're like, no, it is fucking work. You have to like, know that you want to be with somebody. You make the conscious decision that like, I do not want this person to die. You know what I mean? Like yeah. there's all those kind of things, but in like the very, very beginning of our relationship, like when you first kind of start, you know, and you have like the butterflies and you have like those feelings, there's like little things that you do. And there's something that'll usually like stupid, like something just stupid, like an, a stupid interaction that becomes something that's cute and sweet. That's just between you. Yeah. And they kind of seem like they found that. So it's like, I got hopes for these two. These two feel like Lauren and Cam from season one. You know what I mean? Like those two are like the aspiration, you know, for, for I think every couple on Love is Blind from now on, you know? This was my first time watching. I didn't watch season one or two. I just watched three and just binged it all together because people just kept telling that I had to watch the show. And like, at first I was like, what is this show? Like, I don't get it. Like it was too happy, right? Because I'm watching it. Mm-hmm. So I'm watching Bachelor in Paradise where like they literally choose people with like anxious attachment styles and they put them all together and mix them up <laughs> and then like break them apart. And then they throw like love triangles in there. You know what I mean? And just for the drama. But mm-hmm. like the first part of Love is Blind, it was like, everyone's falling in love. And like, they don't even tell you about the people who just go home. Like mm-hmm. you don't even hear about them. And it's just like, this is so perfect. And there's yeah, like, cause there's like 50 guys, 50 girls and they peel them down so quickly. Yes. And then all of a sudden you're just like, wait, these are the people that are left. Why is it only these people are left like that? I, it left me like a couple questions in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, once the it started to get spicy at the end, I was like, oh, OK, I see what we're doing here. <laughs> Go back. I would say it is completely worth it for you to take a step back and watch um, to take a step back, watch season one. Like that's a good binge for you because season one, there's a couple on there. Their name is Cam and and Lauren. They are the most successful like couple period. And you root for them. Like they're a couple who like when you're watching them because they're, she's beautiful. They're an interracial couple too. So she's black, he's white, he's tall. He's a scientist. She's like this, um, I forget. I think she does something philanthropic or maybe she's a teacher, but she's, and she's gorgeous. They are like the cutest people on TikTok still to this day, the relationships mm-hmm. that they have, like that she had with her dad and like how she, they brought him in. And I mean, like, it's great, but also season one has some of the best crazy. Like, okay. it, yeah, there's a girl on there and her name is Jessica, AKA Messica. And oh my like, God. Yeah. She is, she is the blueprint for all of this. And so it's funny because you watch this without any without any like preconceived notion because some of these couples. So let's get into Zanab and, and Cole. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I'm like, where, where where do we start? Okay, so like, number one, whose side are you feeling out of these two? Like, who who are you more kind of like sympathizing with? As as bad as it is, I want to say I sympathize with Cole. Okay. I'm... Do you really? Yeah. yeah I'm there too. Sympathize with Cole. I saw the cracks from the beginning with these two in the beginning episodes. Yep. And the fact that she is such a knockout and she is gorgeous. Her own insecurity. And, and she, like, like, she can't say you ruined it. You know? she, she just, the way that she... um you know, when he, he should have never told her that Colleen was that he thought that Colleen was gorgeous. You know what I mean? But at the same time, he's giving you it 
all. He's giving you all the truth. And so, you know, and when, and Nancy said something to them in the reunion. So we're going to like bounce around here and like the thoughts. But when Nancy said to him that once we were out of those pods, you have to turn that off. And it's like, wait, 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 wait. No, 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 no. You still have to be honest after you don't have a wall between you. Now you really have to take the walls down, so to speak. Like, And you don't, it's one day. They have like one or two days in between that where they like almost proposed to somebody else and then they didn't see them. And then there's like a couple days and like what those feelings are just supposed to go away. Like, no, I think that's Mm -hmm. to ask for someone. And I think Zineb set herself up for a lot of failure. There's a lot of things that she did that she did not have to do. The second time I watched it. So I watched it the first time and just kind of, you know, I was like cooking or whatever. And like the second time, um, I paid more attention to and Zaneb, she knew she was going to say no that morning when they did that first interview with her about, you know, how are you feeling? And she said, I just want to be so beautiful. I want to be the most beautiful thing he ever sees when I walk out of there. I want his jaw to drop. And the way that she says it, it's almost violent. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That speech, that didn't come out of nowhere. You thought about that. That was a mm-hmm. worst speech. At least you went over it a couple of times, like all the things that I've been wanting to get off my chest and say to him, I'm going to say to him right now at the altar in front of all of his friends and family. I was like, that was just like kind of evil. Like that was just mean at that point. It was an Angela Bassett slap, like that she pulled mm-hmm. all the way back into like the past, 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 and then she pulled forward. And so, like, I think there were remnants on that speech that had to do with her first boyfriend in high school, Absolutely. that had to do with whoever she just dated right before the show started. And then she carried all that in because the situation with this orange. Oh my God. And they vindicate him at the very end. <laughs> they vindicate Cole. So, like, when he, like, you already you can kind of yeah, I started I was, I was feeling bad for him when she left him at the altar and everybody clapped. Yeah, that was like ridiculous. Like, wow, this poor kid is literally standing up there and like Yeah, and then they're telling him, like, why didn't you reach out to her? Well, she said, Don't contact me, don't talk to me. So I'm gonna respect her. He's a puppy. He's he, he's a puppy that he doesn't know any better. Exactly. There was a lot of mistakes that he made being so young, right? But at the same time, like Zineb, you let yourself pick him being 31, knowing he was 26. You know, all like the the scene when they're cooking the chicken and she's like telling him about a a stemmed glass. Like, okay, Mm -hmm. he drank a glass of wine before. He's not 21, he's 26. I'm sure he knows that about a stemmed glass. Like, I think the moment you walked into his apartment and you knew that apartment i mean girl you saw how his bathroom was gross you know you're going to be teaching him things and you're going to be leading you know you're leading patronize when you're doing it because you chose a younger man yeah like so just deal with it or don't but like to like keep it on and then this whole the, the whole orange thing so if you guys are listening to this and you guys don't know all this history i don't know what you guys are doing here so like because <laughs> cuz we are just really jumping around but like the whole orange you know like when she's like you know he told her you know like you what are you doing eating that before thing and then when they show the actual footage and he's just like oh no we're going to have like a big dinner blah, 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 you know and then he never yeah. says it he never said anything about her body her, her, her body 
he was talking about the big ass steak. Like he was talking about the big steak that they were going to have and not her big ass. And she's like, oh, I haven't eaten anything today. I'm like, you sat there and ate half a bag of cherries. (laughs) (laughs) And then he's the oranges. I'm like, girl, stop playing around. And that's all in your own head. If she was confident, right? Like a confident woman. You don't, you, you have the man. You just slept with him the night before. You don't let the little skinny girl that's standing next to you alter your confidence, right? He's your man. He's, he's literally calling you. That's my woman. He's saying all those things. So you know what you do in that moment? You walk up to him and you put like a big kiss on his on, on him in front of everybody and like mm-hmm. him grab your ass right there in front of everybody and show that like, this is my man and I'm proud and I'm proud of me and my body and I want to show it to everybody. You don't like, you know, shrink into yourself and like broodingly like look for across the way like no like that's the wrong way to do it like you have to own who you are oh my god like you can speak to this because like being you know being in a relationship for this long and have in like in the gay community and everything and if we go out together you know people hit on either one of us you know what i mean and you know my you know my partner you know people are like oh he's a daddy blah, blah, you know that kind of a thing and so whatever and so hit on him I know that, you know, we share a house, we share, you know, we, we share, we share a future, we share what's going on. So it's just kind of like, if everything is done because you walked by, then it, then it was already done before you walked by. Exactly. That, I mean, that's, that's what it is, is that, you know, that it would just, it, it didn't work. And it was this person who brought out the monster. The monster's always been living there. This person just fed it just a little bit. You know right. what I mean? And it didn't help that like Matt was super insecure as well. Like they both, Colleen and Cole ended up with the most insecure partners. So then they fought like it was, it was just bad. The body language between, cause as you bring it up, Matt and Colleen, the body language between the two of them and the reunion and the way that he just like on top of her, you could tell she looked afraid of him. Mm -hmm. Her dress looked like it was restraining her. And so did he like, you know what I mean? Like she looked like she was stuck. Like she looked like she was stuck in that chair. Like, I don't know. It doesn't feel healthy. Um, Feels scary. Like I'm afraid for her. Okay. Not to be like mean, but just to be mean for a second. (laughs) Um, She looks like a Colleen, right? Like 100%. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, is that mean? But she looks exactly like you would expect. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like I knew a Colleen and it looked just like her. Like, what does she look like? I can't tell you what her facial features look like, but it looks like Colleen. That looks like Colleen. You know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) that's hilarious like she like she's a brunette too that's funny (laughs) but i mean like but this one and she says that she's a dancer dance where dance where (laughs) like are you really a dancer you took all that time out i'm like dancers are always working on their craft and like it well that tells you too like whoever whatever dance company that she actually does work for they wanted nothing to do with this television show they were like you can use the back studio for two hours to do some you know so do some pirouettes so they can see that you're a dancer but we are not going to put you with the group like no oh my goodness um i just find and i wrote here matt i just wrote my note here was he's gross that's all i wrote And he's also lucky to how he is probably five foot five and he got Colleen, the tiny five foot dancer. He got very lucky there. Very, very lucky. Very, very lucky. He's he's mediocre and he's like somebody who like the beard. He's a he's a beard fish. You know what I mean? Like yeah, like the beard makes you look more interesting than you actually are. Yeah. yeah and like once you start talking to him, you're like, you don't really have a beard personality. And you're <laughs> like, mean. 
and you're mean. <laughs> yeah, you, you like, don't have beard swagger. You just have beard. <laughs> like you have beard solo. Like that's what you are. Um, he was just uh like well here's the thing though too that i found interesting is that they both have like their leases that they can't get out of so i think the healthiest thing for her was to kind of be dating her husband right now yeah yeah because you need a place to go if something gets bad you have one now you not like have to go to a hotel or something i know but i don't want him to have keys to her place like i just don't think it's safe (laughs) yeah i missed that part like, I just don't think it's safe. Like, I know that you're married, but you can't have a key. Like, that oh, shouldn't be something sorry. that we say as yeah, a, as, as a viewer. Sorry. Yeah, I hope that I'm glad that you said that because I haven't said that to anybody else about like their dynamics seeming a little scary and his temper. And like, I'm glad that you immediately were like, I was thinking the same thing because other we, people are thinking it too. We should all write a letter to Netflix and tell them we feel unsafe. Um, yeah. But, <laughs> but <laughs> SK and Raven, let's talk about SK and Raven. This one, it ended up being like a happy ending in the sense that they're dating now. Like they, they're doing what they should have been doing. You know what I mean? Like this is this is the track for them. Yeah. And his mom, like the way that she just came back and she just just loved on her after. Yeah. It was like, that's that's a woman. That's a mom. I loved his mom. She was so yeah. great. That's I the pity. Um, when they were telling her, like, just make sure you always have like, stew cooked in the refrigerator and she's like looking at them like for real like I thought that shit was hilarious I also thought it was interesting that like that was their first advice of like becoming a wife mm-hmm. have like, stew in the refrigerator yeah <laughs> I'm like keep them, right. keep them fed like keep make yeah. sure that there's make sure there's food at home mm-hmm. <laughs> like so he, he he comes home I don't know yeah. um I'm just trying to see if I had any other notes here because we are going long today. So, um, oh, I just put anytime Brennan looked happy at the reunion, they would show a picture of Cole looking upset. Like they just wanted to like that. the juxtaposition between like Cole was sad and Brennan has out, has the whole world. And it was just like, geez, yeah. I think Cole is going to be like, they need to bring him back. It's almost like Bachelor, like where you bring it back to have like a second chance. No, but- I want to see him on The Bachelor. We'll like, see. There you go. But it's a different I mean, franchise. I, I can know, s- but like he's still young enough that like they could throw him in there and mm-hmm. then Bachelor in Paradise because he deserves. He's twenty six. I know he like wants to fall in love or whatever, but like you deserve to go on a little bit of a rampage after this. Like I want you to be, you know, having sex with half of Dallas, like getting yourself really fit and handsome looking, shape up that beard, and like rage out from now until you're like twenty eight, twenty nine. You know what I would like to see him on? In all honesty, not even on a dating show. Throw him on the circle, Netflix. Like, like, put oh him God, over there. Perfect for the circle. Yeah, and like, let him like and, let, him now. and see what happens because, like, on the circle, that people from there are dating now. Oh yeah. Yeah, like that Nick and the one girl who played the boy or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> like, like they're dating. You know what I mean? Like, like so there, there is like some love connections that could happen. Yeah. Um, I just wrote here. Nancy jumps in every five minutes like a therapist to tell Cole he was a piece of shit. Like, <laughs> and then she defends Bartiz. That I was like, I was okay, Nancy. You suck up for yourself and blah 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 blah. But when she defended Bartiz and was like, well, at least you the the talk that you had to the guys was the exact same talk that you had to me. I was like. You're condoning him having like, I don't know what they call it when boy talk, like, you know how we have girl talk? Like, I don't know what the man mm-hmm. version of that is, but you're- Locker room talk. Locker room talk, yeah. Mm-hmm. You're condoning him having that with you 
in the candid way that he did. And when you can see in your face, you're like dying. That scene when they're laying in the bed, having pillow talk. And he's like, are you cool with me being this honest with you? And she's just like, mm-hmm. Like you can see in her face, like she's dying inside. And if she, they didn't have as much alcohol inside of them as they did, like she would not have been able to handle that conversation. Well, the moment that he saw Raven, he, it was, it was over. You know what I mean? Like he, like he felt like, oh, I fucked up. Like, like that was the girl who I should have been with. That's the one that would, that he wanted to take home to his bros. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like he's, he's, I don't like him. He's gross. He he is the bad one this season. Okay, we all, we hate Bartiz. Okay, that we're we're gonna just state it. Okay, we hate Bartiz. Yeah, Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, and then what else do I have here? I think, and then I just had here that Brennan, when he just kept going in on Cole too, though, like you know, well, I think it's bad if you call her crazy. You know what I mean? Like, I hope that. Well, no, when they do the reunion, they've all seen the season back, right? Like mm-hmm. they got to watch their ins and outs and of them being like, Cole, pick up your socks and like being so like naggy. And like from the very first night that they spent together, like you're already calling out your insecurities. Oh, when I take my makeup, I'm going to look like a whole different person. Like kind of asking him, like, are you still going to like me and stuff? And it's like, girl, no, like don't call attention to that type well, of stuff. Like Not like that, but the thing is, is like so insecure that you don't feel beautiful without it on. Like exactly. come on, girl. Like. Oh. yourself no amount of cold telling you how beautiful you are is going to make you feel as beautiful as you need to because you're you have so many insecurities absolutely like it's just just crazy okay overall for the whole season so you felt like this was a good season of of love is blind i think yeah i kept my attention and it surprised me and it made i will watch next season Mm -hmm. like that i wasn't into it before i don't know if i'm gonna go back for one and two but i will watch next season I was hesitant to pick this one up. And then when I started watching, I was like, oh, and I just started eating right through it. Cause it was like, we're back, we're back, baby. You know? <laughs> so, and I like the release schedule on this one too, because they don't do it week by week, like British Bake Off and that kind of thing. They at least give you like a chunk. Yeah. They're like here's four episodes, here's four episodes, eat it. You know what I mean? So Netflix is nice on that way. Okay. So let's switch gears a little bit here. I think one of our bingeable things that we want to like make sure that we binge recommend we're both watching white Lotus right now. Yes. How are you liking this season? Um, not to be lame, but I don't like all the subtitles. I was like, okay, they put it in Italy. <laughs> I'm like, we have to show. Um, I think the prostitute girls are a very interesting storyline. I love fun. Yeah, I like that they're starting to dig into the manager a little bit because we know from last season that there's going to be something that happens with the, you know, general mm-hmm. manager. Um, okay. Guy. Oh, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> who do we think the body is? Like, who, 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 who like-, still, like, I have no suspicions. Like, there's nothing that, like, I'm like, if I had to guess, I'm like, I don't, I literally don't know. Like, I See- can't guess it. I'm wondering if they're gonna here's here's like my things okay so like kind of like because they're setting clues already you know what I mean like if you if you go back and watch White Lotus one there's kind of clues that he's the one who's going to be he's going to get killed and that kind of thing yes I'm wondering the fortune teller Hmm. who was pulling like kind of like the death things is it around um Jennifer Coolidge's character or her husband that's what I mean is it her husband maybe because the thing is he does all that swimming you remember 
in the first season remember that that like he was he was always swimming in the pool and doing his laps and that kind of a thing and does he have a bad heart or whatever and is he swimming in the ocean now and like did that fortune teller thing so this is not a spoiler because we don't know these are fan theories so we are writing our own little conclusions but that's one of my that's one of my thoughts a man or a woman so you're thinking it's a man i'm thinking it's a man too i don't feel like it's one of the women I feel like they were kind of like red herring us because it almost looked like a woman's leg, but I have a feeling it's probably because like if you look like if you watch that that scene, I want to say that you see like a little foot or something like like that kind of thing. Yeah, you see a foot. I don't know if I noticed like, but I'm thinking it's going to be a guy. Or is it Aubrey Plaza? You know what I mean? Like, is it that? Like, I'm so glad for her getting this role. She was always like a favorite actress of mine. She's so good. And I like not her like comedic self really in this role. And like, I really love. I'm loving it. She's going to be in the new um, Agatha series. Okay. Um, uh, do you watch um, the like the Marvel canon, like the whole? Um, oh my God, what was it called? The Scarlet Witch's series last year. Oh, no. W- WandaVision. Oh, on HBO. Oh, on no, Wanda- no, no. Yeah, on, yeah, on Disney oh, Plus. No. So WandaVision and all that. So Audrey Plaza is playing the big baddie now. She's she's a Marvel girl now, and so she's okay. going to be one of the, the witches in like the the Coven of Chaos, oh, which is going to be. A, out. it's gonna be another it's gonna be like a series spinoff so she has another she's gonna be she's marvel now okay. so Good aubrey plaza is fine not only 10 yeah. se- seasons on like parks and rec yeah to, to make her money now she's gonna be a marvel girl so um she's so fabulous in it okay do you have any other binge recommendations for people that they should be watching right now something that you need to plead to them to make sure that they keep it on the air I love that you said plead because reasonable doubt is the first thing that I thought about. And she's a lawyer in the show and it's like all about like this big court case and it's really good. They just had did the finale last night. Um, so the whole season is now available on Hulu for anyone who wants to binge it from start to finish. And it has Michael Ely in it, who is just like a black actor heartthrob that everybody loves. And it's just, it's very good. Love it. And so is it like a, is it, um do we see the crime and everything or we just is it all just court case you do see the crime you see it before it like before it happens you meet the people before it happens then the crime happens um and then the whole court case or like the whole idea is like who did it and Mm -hmm. she is a defense lawyer she um specifically defends criminal cases so she's the big lawyer on the case the whole time and then at the same time she's going through like issues with her family and her relationship if issues with her mom and like her mom's new husband and like this, there's a lot of different things entangled into it i'm in i'm i need to watch it i have not watched it yet and so you have sold it to me i am like into like the crime like dramas yeah. and that sort of thing so because yeah. i like loved like I, i'm like a law and order head now it's, okay it's, like, it's happened i've watched all like svu now i'm going through like original recipe i've already watched all of like criminal intent like and i'm like up to date on it all and so and then like i watched like you know the thing about pam and some of those like fun things you know that kind of thing um and then uh so yes i will be watching reasonable doubt there was something that somebody recommended recently here and um i want to say it was annie and she recommended to us to watch on stars the serpent queen and i will say it's fabulous okay (laughs) so it's like a period drama but it uses a lot of like current you know popular music you know like like the yeah 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 as well the sudden start playing just to kind of like drive a point home um and it's just about like the um french and uh european monarchy kind of dealing with the church taking over 
the Catholic mm. church taking over and like the Protestants and every other religion kind of being wiped out. And if you do not, you know, comply. And so, and she's the serpent queen because, and it starts off with her as a kid and it like pushes up into her as an adult. So she's like telling the story of herself as a child and how she has now gotten herself to the crown. And so like virtually mm. like killing people out of the way or moving people. And then she also has a little bit of, the serpent thing is, is that she's got a little bit of magic in her. You know what I mean? Like she goes and sees, she sees somebody about dark arts and she has dreams about people who like, if they die in her dream, she's like, you know, gives you the warning. So you don't go on the ship or you don't go to do the thing. And so wow, it's great. And it's like Olivia Cole. I, what, I'm now I'm saying the wrong name. Um, and I didn't write down the serpent queen. It is starring from Samantha Morton sorry Samantha Morton so she's from Harlots and so and a bunch of other things um but so it's fabulous I would tell everybody to like watch this and so and there's an actor in there named Ray um uh, Pinthaki and so and he plays like the um the Catholic like bishop or whatever Mm -hmm. I find him so attractive (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> hotter than the hot priest <laughs> like from okay. from from fleabag okay so as we are winding up my last question that i asked to you is your crush so and this is your crush of the week and but i ask it in the noun form your person your place and your thing that you are totally crushing on this week i'm crushing on the nickel mine this week which is the bar that i hosted the singles event at so that's your place. Yes, that's so. Oh, do I have to answer all three of them? Mm-hmm. So we need a person, place, and a thing. Yeah, I'm crushing on the nickel mine because I brought like 50 extra women to the sports bar on football Sunday, and there were still so many men there all mm-hmm. day long. Men just poured through the door, which was like very exciting for us. Um, okay, place per- next is person. Mm-hmm. Hmm. My person that I'm crushing on. It's like, oh my god, do I want to reveal who it is? It doesn't have to be a real person. It could be a celebrity, or it can be like somebody that you are just completely like obsessed with right now, and so you can be crushing on them. Like you can be like, "I love the Taylor Swift album," so I'm crushing on her. So, oh, G Easy is like my forever crush. I'm always crushing on him, and like easily trying to figure out where he's going to be. He's actually going to be in San Diego this weekend for one. He seems so accessible. Like, <laughs> like I've met him so many times, and like we saw each other at MLB All Star Weekend, and like I walked by him and was like pointing him out to my brother's wife, and she was like, "He just looked at you like he knows who you are." I'm like, "We've met multiple times." That's why, like, he's actually an attainable crush. Like, I 100 like it's gonna happen one day. Then you need to, whenever you see him in situations like that, just be like, "Hey, how are you? Remember, I'm from like." Make sure that you yeah. drill at home each time that you see him. Don't be weird. Like, just go over because you just never know. Exactly. Never know. <laughs> that opportunity, it wasn't. It we held the eye contact. It was good. He saw me the first time. Well, no, the second. For, actually, the first two times we met, I'd approached him. The first uh-huh. the second time was at Bottle Rock last year and I like walked up and I was like your set was great blah 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 and we were in the like platinum VIP area which was great and then at all-star weekend I don't know it's just like around a lot of people I was with like my brother and my family it would have been an awkward moment of me going up there but we made eye contact and I like held it and smiled and like mm-hmm. you know, not quite a nod but definitely a- an acknowledgement right so now you have to be like look we keep on running to each other I see you here and here and we met at this place and so just be and like and we have like yeah. some mutual friends just like being out here in LA so we're gonna make that totally. happen. So yeah. like, please put us together 
attainable. We're gonna make it attainable. We're speaking to the universe. Okay. And then and then what is your thing that you are loving right now? My thing that I am loving right now. My I'm- things in the past have been like a pickle. I've loved my GPS. I've loved, you know what I mean? Like so, or it can be a thought. <laughs> I've really been loving like smoked salmon from the grocery store. Okay, I love this answer. So is it smoked salmon? Like, are you doing like a lock situation? Are you doing like a lock lock situation? Like I've just been like loving the locks a lot recently. I love that. Okay, so my crushes this week, my person is Jason Momoa because right now there is just, and I've never been a Jason Momoa person. Like, Like through the Lisa Bonet years, like I was just like, that's her man. I'm not touching that. You know what I mean? But right now, like, he is just, he's attractive. He did, like, the whole cutting his hair off on the sides. He's showing his butt at, like, you know, night on, on, on at night. And so there's just something extra special about him. So I would say Jason Momoa is my crush right now, my person. Okay. My place that I'm completely crushing on is actually my backyard in front of my fireplace. Ooh. So, yeah, we have a fireplace on our back, like, lanai. Yeah. And it's like, this is like the perfect time of the year to like use it. So like, like the other day I was like designing and I was like, I don't want to be doing this inside the house. And so I like moved all my shit onto like the patio table, lit a fire and like sat there and it was like, I just love the cutest that. thing. So that'll be my place. And my thing that I'm completely loving right now. Hmm. I have to say it's this new, like pink Christmas tree that I just purchased. Oh, I'm so jealous. I almost got a pink one last year. I ended up getting white instead. Yeah. So I have multiple Christmas trees in the house here. And so, and you, um, you'll be getting an invite. So we do a a big like holiday party here in December. So yeah, you're on the list because it's going out this week, but, um, yeah, but so we do like a, like a little toy drive and that sort of thing. And so in like the kitcheny area that goes into like our great room, it's like I usually have like a bunch of like uh like my ornaments in there are like all like edible things because near the kitchen. Yeah. And so and I've been wanting a pink Christmas tree for that room and I finally got one. So right. that's going to be my thing this week. So it's my pink Christmas tree. Everybody, where can they find you online to book you for Sustainable Sparkle Bar to see one of your singles events and just to follow you and follow your content? You will see more dating content on my TikTok at Sparkle Queen LA and then more Sparkle Bar content on my Instagram, also at Sparkle Queen LA. And I'm Sparkle Queen LA across all platforms, so Twitter as well. Gorgeous. And you guys know all my information is inside of the liner notes of the album, the album being the podcast. Okay. Thank you guys (laughs) so much for listening to us today. Like and subscribe anywhere you guys listen. And good night from the lower level. Good night from the lower level.